0: I'll read verse 16, join me on verse 17, and read every other verse with me. That's Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 16, going through verse number 20. Matthew 16, 16, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona." And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. And read verse 20 with me also, please. Then charged he his disciples that she tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you that that we have um, the word of God. I pray that you would take it this morning, Lord, and please speak to each heart. Lord, thank you for the privilege that we have to be in church. Lord, and I pray that we would have a desire more than anything else, Lord, to follow you and to serve you. Pray that you would be with our pastor as he preaches this morning. Thank you for him. Fill him with the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: The new style that the women are wearing now, camouflaged boots <laughs> so, I looked up there and I thought her legs' been cut off now I realized no it 's just camouflaged just, so, man, that was great that was really enjoyed it. grace grace well i um, this morning, I really struggled for a long time and spent a lot of time. Uh, yesterday as we were flying back and had a little extra time we were coming back from uh close to well we were right on lake erie up there and we had to come back and of course you know the way the flights do they don't they take you away before they take you home and so they took us to detroit and then we had a layover in detroit and that layover got delayed about two hours and so i had a little bit of time and i continued to work on uh, this direction. But the message I'm gonna preach this morning is what's wrong with Peter? What's wrong with Peter? Now, the truth is I, I enjoy looking at the life of Peter and uh because he's an encouragement to me, because a lot of the things that that uh happen that God documents about the life of Peter, I, I look at it and I think, wow, thank God that there was you know other stupid people like me. Um, because he made some mistakes and there's some things going on. But but uh, but where we begin though is in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. And this key little verse here it says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Amen. It's an amazing statement that Peter makes. And uh, we're gonna talk about this life of Peter here just for a moment. Father, I pray that you bless. Sweet Holy Spirit, I ask you please to fill me now. Lord, you know that I've asked you several times already this morning. God, every time I stand, I need a fresh anointing. Father, too long I tried to do a lot of things in my own flesh and I'm sad to say that that has not completely ended for the flesh is strong. Dear Lord, I... I ask you, please, to fill me, to use me, to anoint me, to be able to speak, not because of me, but because there are people that might be helped and blessed today from your word because your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So, Holy Spirit of God, I ask you, please, touch this room, flow through this room, change lives, Lord, as you've changed my life. Thank you for your grace, your marvelous grace. Ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter was a great man. He was a great disciple. He was obviously a working man. He was a I believe he was a pretty rough man because he was a fisherman and not just a fisherman by, uh, by hobby, but a fisherman by occupation. I believe he was an intense man. I think we see that in the Bible really clearly. I think he was an aggressive man. I think we see that in the Bible very easily. I believe that, though, from the life of Peter, what you see him, I think he's a man that loved his life. I think he loved life. I think he he lived life to its fullest, and he was just very intense and aggressive about that. Peter was a leader of men. He led the other disciples. He led them in just about everything that that went on in Scripture. Peter was that man leading the rest of them. Uh, Truthfully, Jesus looked to Peter as the leader, not that he is Jesus' leader, but he looked to to Peter to be the one that would lead the rest of them. But then this this man, Peter, made the greatest statement about Jesus Christ that can be made. He said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's the statement that, that hopefully everybody in this room would make, that he's the Christ. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He's God incarnate. He's God in the flesh. Jesus praised Peter's faith and understanding of who he was. Jesus answered and said unto him, in verse 17, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. That's a great commendation to Peter as he says, Peter, you're in tune with God. You, You must be walking with God because you didn't come up with this God told you. And he said, I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And, and uh, just to, wherever your background is, just to make you understand, Peter, the word for Peter is, is the word Petros. It means, it means a piece of rock. It means a broken off piece. It means a little, and not, a, not as small as some would say a little pebble, but, it, but he's a, a rock that is, that is a portion of a rock. But when Jesus said upon this rock, that word rock is the word petra, which means a mass of rock. And what he's saying is, he's saying, Peter, you're a little piece of a rock, but the rock of your faith, I'll build my church. The rock of the statement you just made that I am the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, I'll build a church off of that. You know what? That's what's building this church. It's the spreading of the gospel that jesus is the christ the son of the living god this is not a group of perfect people in here we're a group of imperfect people we got great evidence (laughs) we are imperfect people and we, we you don't build a church because of your talent you don't build a church because of your 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 oratorical ability you don't build a church because your intelligence or your 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 intellect you don't do that you build a church when you lift up Jesus. if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Jesus praised Peter's faith and his heart that was open to God's leading. Jesus, of course, was not saying he would build his church on Peter, but rather the faith and the statement that, she, that Peter had made. And this is a wonderful time in the life of Peter. And I'd like to think that here in this room, I've seen in the heart and life and minds of some, some of the people that have been coming in, in recent months to the, to the church. I I believe I see in you that, like Peter, that you're in tune with God's direction and purpose in your life. I've seen young people come in here and, and young married and, 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 and coming in and, and I can just see in the heart and the direction this desire to serve God, this desire to be submitted to God, this desire to just say, Thou art the Christ. And when you make that statement that he is the Christ, you got to make the statement, hey, that means he's got authority. Peter takes a strong stand. He says in Matthew, in chapter 26, verses 31 through 35, he says he'll never deny Christ. He stands up and says, look, I'm so intense about you, Jesus, I'll never deny you. I will never turn my back on you. I'll never go away from you. He said, then saith Jesus unto them, all ye shall be offended. Because, this verse 31, because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after, that I, after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, This night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples, see him leading again. He makes a statement and says, "Look, if they kill me, I'm not, I, they ain't, I'll never deny thee." And you say, "Man, uh, but Peter, we know Peter's going to deny Christ. Christ even told him he's going to. But listen, I still, in, I still appreciate the zeal, the desire to say. Some of you have even walked out of here in recent months and said, "You know what? We're in church, we're never going to quit. Yeah. Hello? We're never going to quit. We're coming to church. We're coming to church Sunday morning. We're coming to church Sunday night. We're coming to church Wednesday night. Somebody said that, I know. We're coming to church. We're going to do it. We're going to be here. And God's changing life. God's going to do something. Hey, listen, you say, well, is that some braggadocious statement? Is that, should you make, listen, I'm glad you have that heart and desire. I'm thrilled that that's what you, you say, man, I'm going to do it. Because if you don't think you will, you won't. And if you don't decide to, it's not going to happen. Peter is so confident in this newfound life in the Savior. He's excited and determined to serve the Lord no matter what. You feel that way? I'm excited. Okay. I saw Mrs. Hanson, I said, you're excited. And at least one person, Mrs. Hansen, smiled and nodded her head. Thank you, Mrs. Hansen. God bless you. Everybody else looked at me like, well. You had that look like when well, I'm at church, you know, what do you think? You know, the truth is, he's excited and he's determined to serve the Lord no matter what. And can I tell you, that's a great place to be. Tory decide to serve the Lord no matter what. You say, what if I don't? Hey, let me tell you, you won't unless you decide to serve the Lord no matter what. And I think it's a great place to be. But something happens in Peter's life. Peter acknowledged Christ, but then he struggled severely. Severely. He stumbled, he fell, he failed. he failed to do what he said he was going to do. Soon you find Peter warming himself by the devil's fire, denying Christ. Mark chapter 14, if you want to look at it, verse 67 through 72 says, and when he saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon, when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, "Art." Uh, and thou also wast with Jesus of Nazareth but he denied saying i know not neither understand i what thou sayest and he went out into the porch and the cock crew and a, and a maid saw him again and began to say to them that stood by, this is one of them. And he denied it again. And a little, after, a, a little after, they that stood by said again to Peter, surely thou art one of them for thou art a Galilean and thy speech agreeth thereto. But he began to curse. You know why he began to curse? Because the way he was talking he, he sounded like he might be a Christian. And they said, oh, you're one of those Christians. But Peter had gotten so much by the devil's fire now, he'd gotten so far that now he said, look, uh, look I'll prove to you I'm not one of those. And he started to curse. Curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man of whom you speak. And the second time the cock crew, and Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him, Before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And when he thought thereon, he wept. He goes even further, he turns his back on all that has been taught and takes others with him. In John. Uh, the final chapter, John, uh, John chapter 20, I believe it is, in uh, John, uh, verse 3, it says, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and they, that, that night they caught nothing. After naming Jesus as the Christ and stating he would never deny him, he, then did, not, he did not see the trap the devil had set for him. Say, what are you preaching about today? Uh, What I'm preaching about today is I'm, I'm I'm warning you. I'm warning. Young people in here, I'm warning young couples in here, I'm warning young Christians in here, no matter how old you are, I'm warning all of us. Listen to me, the devil, when he sees you making a stand for Christ, when he sees you making a statement, when he sees you say, I'm gonna go to work and I'm gonna take my Bible with me to work, I'm gonna go to school and take my Bible with me to school, listen to me, the devil is coming after you. Amen. He's going to present to you a slippery slope. He's going to, he's going to put out there. Uh, that looks like I, I, we, we did a slippery slide for our, our grandkids when they came over. and I kept telling them now, you got to jump onto it before you get onto it. You understand what I'm saying? You don't run all the way onto it and then try to dive. Why? Because you won't dive, your feet are going straight up in the air and that's what they did they couldn't focus on it until it happened to it but they hit that thing as soon as they hit that thing they're running 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 because they're gonna slide further than anybody else so they want to cheat they want to get further onto it and they plant onto that little plastic up there as soon as they plant whoo there you go they and then then they listen to me you know what i want right now some of you you're running toward that slippity slide and listen i'm gonna tell you just like i told them Plant your feet on the solid ground. After naming Jesus as Christ and stating he would never deny him, he then did not see the trap the devil had set for him. The trap is a slippery slope into an endless dark pit. There's this story of these young men that they were going to enter into a cave, into an ice cave. They were on leave from college and, and two fellows had uh, kind of studied the, the cave as far as through the internet. That was really stupid. The trio left their car at the Darby Canyon Trailhead at about noon, hiked up to the snowy mountainside, reached the mouth of the ice cave at 3 p.m. Judging by Smith and Troxel's earlier expedition, they expected to reach the end of the wind cave to exit about 10 hours later. Listen to this, sounds exciting. The descent began with an exhilarating slide down an icy slope, then a 75-foot rappel down a frozen waterfall. You know, when you hit that slippery slope, you really don't notice where you're headed. You say, Brother Hooker, what are you talking about? It happens when you, man, I'm gonna sold out for God, sold out for God, sold out for God, and you get there at work, and then people start talking something, and all of a sudden, you want to hide that Bible. You want to fit in with them. You want to do what they do. You want to say what they say. You say, Brother Hooker, is it... How's this going to hurt me? Man, what you've done is you just like these, you think it, it's not hurting you, but boy, once you start down that slope. They repelled down the 75-foot frozen waterfall and they moved through a chamber of stalactites and another carpet of its transparent globes the size of dinosaur eggs, it says. Soon afterward, the men came to passages so low that they were forced to belly crawl, and, you know, that's what the devil's going to do. Once he gets you down the slope, pretty soon he's got you crawling in the gutter. And the same person has said, I'm never going to miss church, real quickly because the slope moves pretty fast. He's in the gutter. At 3 a.m., they came to a rushing river where they should have been at a narrow creek. Smith and Jones went off to investigate while an exhausted Troxel lay down on the rocks and took a nap. When the scouts returned, they reported that the river would indeed lead them out of the cave system, afraid that the fast-moving water might sweep him downriver. Troxel fastened a rope to a small stone arch to stabilize himself, but as he set foot into the water, the arch gave way and he tumbled into the frigid river. And again, this is what happens when you're on a slippery slope. You think, oh, I'm secure. I'm going to be okay, but... I'm telling you. Once you get started down there, everything is another trap. He said, "I'm okay," but his clothes were soaked, and as he refastened the rope to more secure uh, pillar, he was shaking with cold. After fording the river and a heap deep pool, Smith and Jones were shivering too. The trio managed to repel down a twenty foot deep pit without incident, but as so clambered. Uh, Down the other side, he fell once again. Once more, he insisted he was fine. A while later, the men reached a cave about 10 feet in diameter. The floor was covered with ice that rose into a small mound at the far edge of the chamber. This mound, Troxel said, was the ice plug that blocked the exit throughout the winter and into the spring. There had been no plug during his earlier visit to the cave with Smith. Still, he thought he could cut through this ice plug. Troxel took turns. And basically what happens, they they worked and they dug and they chopped and they chopped, but it was not breaking free and they couldn't get through. And then it started to fill with, with icy frozen uh, water and, and frozen pieces and chunks of ice and and they kept ch- chopping and chopping and, and they came to the point where they felt like okay I'm going to die I'm not going to make it and can I tell you that's what happens to a lot of our young people I've seen them they come to church and they say I'm going to I mean, I'm never turning my back I'm never walking away this is good this is what we need this will change our life and in, in a few months and, a, and it maybe be uh, just a, a little stumble down the steps and, and a little slip down then and all of a sudden they they get down and they think man it's too far to come back up it's too embarrassing to come back up or I don't know how to get back up and you know you don't stay there though you're gonna slip down some more and slip down some more Can you how do you survive this well here in this situation it took another 45 minutes for the members of the T town County search and rescue team to clear away the four foot thick plug Finally, they heard some faint voices that said, We're coming, we're coming. And I just want to tell you, whenever, wherever you slip to, you say, Brother Hooker, you want us to, you expect us to? I hope and pray that you don't, but if you do, here's the voice I want you to hear. We at the church are saying, We're coming. Jesus Christ is coming. These members, after 27 hours, were rescued. Seeing how many people loved and supported us was overwhelming, Jones said. And here's what he said. We've come to recognize the value of preparedness. And so today, that's what I want to try to do. All I'm trying to do is I'm trying to prepare you. We step onto this slippery slope. I'm going to give you how we step onto it. We step onto this slippery slope when we can't. When we can't see and don't agree with things that are happening in our lives. That's the real place the devil gets to us. When you've come to church, yet things are happening that you don't understand and don't agree with. You come to church and it's all supposed to be better. And I'm going to keep telling you this as long as I'm, I have breath to tell you. When you get saved, when you commit to God, that does, doesn't mean everything's going to go better. Okay? doesn't mean that. My, my poor, poor kids in Africa, they're just battling and battling and battling. But thank you for the grace of God. Uh, they wrote us yesterday brooke wrote us yesterday just you could almost see the emotion and tears as she wrote us uh, uh, because she said just immediately wrote that there's a massive storm there at their house and uh, at the house they you know of course for their safety they got these big metal doors uh you know at the front and the back way well, every door is a big metal door and and they, she said the storm was coming hard and she said the three little boys said mama can we go to the front porch and look at the storm and she said okay she said they walked away from her and and just moments after they walked toward the front door lightning struck the front door and and there was an explosion she just she said it just immediately she just knew that the kids were right there where it struck and and uh but glory to God they came Running and screaming back to her and one of the, the little one little Johnny said mama I felt something like it went past my face crawling on my face with the electricity Had come past and it just just amazing grace of God that they weren't just a second or two more touching that door It doesn't all go good there's, there's tri- trials and battles that are, that are going on. When we, we, we step on the slippery slope, when we feel that what is happening is not fair. When we, we step on the slippery slope, when we allow that unfairness in life to cause us to doubt the goodness of God. And let me tell you, whatever you're going through, never doubt that God is good all the time. God is good no matter what's going on, His grace is sufficient. In every hour, you know when his grace is the strongest when we're the weakest but let me tell you how Peter got on this slippery slope number one he he, he rebuked Christ listen to me now Peter rebuked Christ he said you are the Christ the son of the living God Now in Matthew 16, 21 and 23, Peter rebukes Jesus. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But listen to what Jesus says. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Now listen to me. When you disagree with the word of God, when you say, I don't like, when you rebuke Jesus Christ by rebuking his word and his principles, watch this. If Jesus, if you can hear it, if he that hath ears, let him hear, Jesus will say to you, get thee behind me, Satan, because that's where that's coming from. He rebuked Satan. Number two, Peter was setting his foot on slippery slope through insecurity when he asked John to ask Jesus who it was that would deny him when they're at the, the table. And Peter won't ask Jesus he asked John to ask Jesus, that's an insecurity in him. And can I tell you, some of you are insecure right now because you think every day, every moment, you just think God is over there with some kind of scales on top of you and he's saying, ah, hey, you blew it again, man. Nah, you said the wrong thing again. Gotcha. No, God's not doing that. He loves you. Hey. And he wants you to do right more than you want to do right. And he's not there to hurt you; he's there to pick you up. So don't get insecure in the love of Christ. Don't don't get that feeling that you've got this God that's just on top of you. Watch this: God is not pleased when we sin, but He's also not over top. He's not trying to trap you into it. Hey, let me give you some little. You know, kind of crazy information over here. Maybe you'll make the wrong decision. I just got to get you off the path. Hello, that's not our God. Number three, Peter was stepping into this hole, this slippery slope through his pride when he said, I will never deny thee. I told you, I think we ought to, uh, we ought to have a determination to serve him, but, but it depends on how we're saying it. If we say it by the grace of God and through God's strength and God's help, God, I will never deny thee. I don't ever want to turn. But we look, hey, not me, man. Others might fail, but I'm not going to. It's pride. Peter was sliding down the slope in lack of faith, living in fear when he denied Christ. And listen to me, just face it. We're in fear when we're in in any situation where we won't take a stand for Christ. And there's nobody in here that, you, that you, that's never happened to you. It's happened to us all. Hopefully, the more we understand who Christ is, the less it'll happen. Are y'all with me right now? Number five, Peter was sliding down the slippery slope headed for destruction when he, in, in jealousy, questioned Jesus about what would happen to John. In John chapter 21, verse twenty and 22, it says, Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? And Peter seeth him, saith to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? Listen to me. Don't be jealous of what God's doing with somebody else. Praise God for what God's doing with somebody else. This is a dangerous thing. Jealousy is very dangerous, envy is very dangerous. Peter was a leader. But yet he was a very impulsive man who struggled with insecurity, jealousy, discouragement from perceived failures. And I see that in some of your faces sometimes. You walk in the door, you're struggling, and, and here's what your face says. I failed this week. I blew it this week. Well, let me help you. We're not in this week. We're in today. And you know where you are today? In church. Listen to the most incredible preacher you've ever met. Give me five. All right. Quit letting the devil mess with your head. Get up from there. You can't change that. We can start right now. You know know what you can do something about? Right now, this moment, where we're going now. How did Peter get off of this slope? That he was headed for this pit of despair. How did he do it? Only a few of you caught that one. All right. Here's how he did it. He was out on a ship and he was naked. He had turned his back on God. When he realized Jesus was on the shore... Number one, he realized he was going the wrong way and he jumped back in for Jesus. Every time you catch yourself going the wrong way, stop now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till tonight. Don't say I'll get it done next week. Do it now. He bailed off the boat. You know what I love? He didn't wait till they got the boat in. He bailed off the boat because he said, you know what? It's time for me to get back to Jesus. He jumped out of the boat of self-will and hopelessness and came to Jesus, the God of hope. Number two, he was willing to listen to the Savior's plea for his life. He sat by the fire with Christ this time rather than warming himself by the world's fire. You know what that is? That's he humbled himself before God. And right now, he said, let me help you. You need to jump back to Jesus, and when you do, you need to be willing to sit down quietly and listen to him. Right. Amen. Amen. I met a man that was that, that, this, this, in this conference. He's in, uh, I, I forget, all the devil's disciples. He was in motorcycle gangs. He, he meant all kinds of uh, things. And, 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 but in jail uh, 16 years ago, he got saved. In jail, he got saved. You know, when he walked out of there, he said, you know, uh, man, he said, I, I'm rough. He's he said, "He said, Brother Hooker, pray for me because I still carry so much of that. Uh, what do you call it? He's calling it a scooter tramp. He said, I was a scooter tramp. And he said, I carry so much of that in me. And he said, I, I don't act it out like I did. He said, but I... I, I, he said, I hurt people with my, my tongue It's still there. He said, but, but God has been working these 16 years. And he said, you know how I've done it? You know what God has done in my life? He said, I, I go to God and spend an hour, hour and a half reading his word every day. You know what? He went to Jesus to listen. Number three, he sought and found not only a savior, but a friend. You know what? When you're slipping and you're struggling will you please realize that he doesn't want to just be your Savior he wants to be your friend and watch this it don't make any difference what a friend has done if he's a real friend he's still there for you It don't make no difference what he's done if he's a real friend he's still there for you and Jesus is still there for you are y'all okay do we need to stand up and do jumping jacks or something? <laughs> we're all right now. We're, we're almost there. He went from an acquaintance to a relationship. He finally, number four, he finally understood his acceptance in Christ. Christ's love had not changed for Peter regardless of his actions. The issue was Peter understanding his understanding of that unchanging love. And when he understood that unchanging love, it enabled him to love Christ in return. Number five, Peter understood finally that he had been given authority and acceptance in Christ. Now he must believe it and live through this power. For if you love Christ, you will live for him, but you do not live for him to earn his love. Get that, please. You do not live for him to earn his love. If you love him, you will live for him, but you don't live for him to earn his love. So I'm going to beg you, listen to what I'm saying. No one here is above being where Peter finds himself. We must learn from the past, or as they say, we most likely will repeat it. And we can learn from the life of Peter. I'm almost done. Just a little illustration. I was walking there on Lake Erie. I preached Friday night, and pretty tired, pretty late. And honestly, my phone had just drained down. I didn't have anything, didn't have a flashlight with me, but I went down to to walk the lake and to pray as I do at night. And, and I got there and they had these, you know, the, there's sections of sand beach, but most of it was just these massive boulder blocks of stone that are along the, 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 the lake. And so I thought, well, that looks pretty, I'll just walk across those rocks and I'll just walk that. And, and then the water gets on both sides of it, but they're way above it. So I'll just walk, but you know, in the dark, you don't have depth perception. And you know, one rock is actually about five inches lower than the other rock, and then the rock that you're stepping onto. Well, what I found finally, before I got you know all the way down there, I'm on water with both sides of me. I'm really wearing myself out trying to step up, step down, trying to balance myself, do everything because these rocks are crazy. And then uh, you know, it's getting darker and darker. And then finally, I thought, okay, there's a set of rocks that turn, go back to the shore. So I said, well, I'm gonna just step off there, having no idea that when I step the rock that I stepped on was not flat at all, it was slanted. So guess where I ended up? Okay, some of you give it a hundred on the test. (laughs) It's in the water. Because moment, and you know how I had to get back to shore? I had to lay on my belly and crawl with both feet on either side of these. Thank you. And anybody that could have seen it, I'm sure there was somebody out there in the dark with like, got you, man. <laughs> it's, it's probably on Facebook right now. But how's your spiritual footing right now? I had to realize that I was not getting back to shore without crawling across the rocks, and, and to me, God just said, this is, is an example of the humbling that must take place or you're going to keep slipping. So how's your footing this morning? If you are right now, Peter, who said, thou art the Christ, I'll never deny Christ. I'm going to go to church from now on. Nothing will keep me from church. Nothing will keep me from serving God. Me and my family will serve the Lord. I'm going to ask you to humble yourself now before you hit the slippery slope. You have the right desire but it's got to come through humility, understanding that this will only be done through Christ and through the Holy Spirit of God. If you've already stumbled and your feet are wet, humble yourself and crawl back to Jesus. That's what Peter did. He dove in, came back to Jesus. And when he did, I don't know if it really happened or not, but in my mind, I picture a guy that swam all the way back to shore and before he could get up out of the water. Jesus was there. With his hand down, and he said, "I, I love you. I came for you, and I love you so much. I've already made provision for you. Just as he reached down for Peter, he will reach down for you, and he's reaching down for you right now. So if you're struggling, would you just..." Look to the hand of Jesus. He wants to help you. Feel like you failed? Join the crowd. We do. But we can listen to the lie of the devil that all is lost, or we can look and say, no way. If Peter can come back to Jesus and Jesus wanted him, I'm coming. I'm coming. He wants me too. Thank you for nodding your head, Tori. Jesus is ready. Grab your hand. And watch, he's got provision prepared for you already. It's already on the fire. You know, if I hope this the help, it's a warning. The old devil has given us a bunch of maps for ice caves off the internet and they're not good directions matter of fact he'll lie to us and send us every kind of way he can the directions that are right are here and the God that loves you is ready to help you father I pray that you bless Lord Jesus